0: Clothes on and get ready for an amazing new episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of White Coats Podcast. Today, the episode is coming out on a Saturday. We know you guys wanted to get, to get that episode in on last yesterday, on Friday. Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we've been doing a lot of research for this one. And so it, it had to get out by today. So let's just get into it. This season is all about, we're myth busters this season. And so last week we talked about fitness myths. This week we are talking about myths in healthcare. We're going to talk about majors in college. We're going to talk about different careers um, and maybe you'll learn something and uh, we're going to bust a couple of myths for you. So Ariel, why don't you get us started with the first myth of healthcare careers? Okay,
1: thank you for that intro, Lauren. Myth number one dentistry is easier than medicine. Now, this is an interesting myth because a lot of us, especially young people, we kind of just undermine the dentist a little. We're scared of the, denti- the dentist. We don't really want to go to the dentist. Yeah. And your doctor is like your doctor. And you say you're going to the doctor, but when you go to your dentist, you don't say, I'm going to the doctor. They're you say all- you're going to yeah. your dentist. But they're
0: actually all you know?
1: doctors exactly they are doctors in dental surgery which is really cool so um dentistry is not that much easier especially the schooling itself when you think of dental school compared to medical school they're both four years they both require four years of undergrad um most of the time when you get into the granular detail you know dental school doesn't require a bachelor's degree but you pretty much have to get one yeah. to get accepted to the school, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean you take a lot of the same classes, a lot of the same prereqs. Um, you know, it, it is grueling. There's, you know, actually a lot less amount of dental schools than medical schools, right. and which is really hard. So that that getting into a great
0: schools is really difficult. I was gonna um, say we talked about this yeah. like maybe in the first season or something where we talked about yeah. how. Dental schools actually have lower acceptance rates than a lot of medical schools. Right. Um, which is interesting and we're going to talk about that in the second myth as well like what what comp- like how competitive medical schools actually are. Um yeah. and so in some ways dentistry is can be even more competitive.
1: That's true because you know you you have about 66 or 67 for my recollection mm-hmm. schools which is really crazy. And in medical school, you have 120 or 30, something along those lines. Yeah. So it is really hard. And you're taking a lot of the same classes. Um, the only thing is in medical in medicine, you do go on to residency and things along those lines. In dental school, it's not required. So there's that differentiating factor. Um, but in terms of the schooling itself, they're both really grueling, really demanding, especially yeah. the top programs, you know. They're both super hard. So, yeah, that's busing myth number one. Yeah. Myth number two, I'm going to hand it off to you, Lauren.
0: Okay. Go for it. So myth number two is that medicine is extremely competitive and practically no one gets in. So this is interesting because we've talked a lot about, you know, acceptance rates and all this, all these things. And we talk about, you know, we kind of warn people like it's challenging. But you have to realize people get in every year. There are spots and, and thousands of people become doctors every single year. So it's far from impossible. And um, it's really not as hard as you think. When, when you're looking at the best medical schools in the country, the acceptance rates are going to be 1%. If you're looking at combined undergraduate and graduate programs, the... The acceptance rates are going to be at like 0.05 percent, not 0.05, like 0.5 percent or 1 percent, where those there's like 20 spots, or those there yeah. there's 10 spots in that university, and so That's crazy. if you look at um, schools that are not mm-hmm. as competitive, maybe not as prestigious, the the acceptance rates go higher, and it goes into, you know, the the 40, 50% range, which is kind of doable, especially if you worked really hard in, in college. And so Mm -hmm. I think the way, sometimes the way that we talk about medicine is it's this, um, like it's, it's practically impossible, but I think really it's doable. And ultimately, if you love it, then you're going to love learning about it. That's sort of how, yeah. how I feel is, is for me, um, like I'm really interested in psychology and, um, you know, the idea of getting a degree in psychology, despite the fact that the acceptance rates might be lower or whatever, doesn't scare me. Cause it's, cause I love it and I know that I'm going to do well. And so right. the thing about medicine is if, whether it's dentistry or, or, um, whatever type of medical school or whatever you want to go to if that's your passion then you're going to get in you're going to figure out a way to do it um and i think that's really important
1: yeah i think just to add on first uh we did talk about this also i think maybe around season two or three or something along those lines but we talked about the whole matching program which is in, um, in the medical space, in medical school. And that allows you to get, really be considered along, you know, a wide variety of different schools and that whole matching process, which we really got into in the past, but that's something that also, you know, really like it's, it's not impossible to be matched to a school. Right. And, you know, you are considered and looked at by by a bunch of different schools. And if, at the end of the day, if you work hard and you put your mind to something and you really give it your all, you can succeed. Exactly. And that applies to medicine as well. It's not like that's, you know, out of the picture. Yeah. So
0: I think it's really important to be kind of strategic the way you go about it. That's why it's important if you're interested in medicine to get started early on. Um, Yeah. Even... If, if you know in high school you can do a combined program or especially if you know in undergrad in college i mean get started with clinical stuff with research that'll automatically put you in a better spot yeah and that's why yeah. it's also important um if you know that you're not a genius and you're you don't have a guaranteed 4.0 in college or a really high gpa Maybe you want to go to a less competitive or less prestigious college and exactly. and that can definitely increase your your ability to do well in college and and stand out as opposed to competing with a bunch of, you know, geniuses who are who are guaranteed 4.0s.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you really hit the nail on the head because it's it's true. You have to be strategic and you can't just say, "Well, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to get in." Because yeah, you need to work hard, and that'll be a, a huge uh, factor in your success and your acceptance. Yeah. But mix that with a good strategy, and that's really where you're gonna get you know exactly. your best your best luck, yeah. and, you know, success.
0: And also, there's like medical schools like Case West, Case Western University, where where their medical schools are pass fail mm-hmm. classes. If if that's no way. Yeah. I didn't even know and that. And so if that's something that is more comfortable to you, if if you know, okay, I'm gonna be able to pass, I'm gonna be able to pass these classes, might not be able to get an A, but I'll get I'll pass, then that's something you look into. There's all different kinds Definitely. of things. We are just talking about the quarter system. If that seems really oh, yeah. overwhelming. You choose you choose different things that seem more comfortable to you and also there's really no shame in um not getting in your first year if it's something you want to do like i mean into medical or dental school you know you take a year off or, or do some research or whatever it is and then you apply the next year um yeah. it's, it's not necessarily about finishing first it's just about finishing if you want to
1: right
0: so Ariel, why don't you talk to us about the third myth
1: so the third myth states that Becoming a physician is the only way to make six figures or to be successful in medicine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's, you know, that's a big myth. A lot of people think you have to be a doctor, a medical doctor right. to to be successful, you know, to have to leadership successful.
0: and to treat right. patients as well.
1: Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of different um, alternatives, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we kind of broke that down for you guys. Lauren, I'm going to let you talk um a bit about them first so okay. why don't you jump in to kind of the first alternative in yeah. the healthcare space
0: so the first one is a pa or physician's assistant so these are people that they can diagnose illnesses they can develop treatment plans for patients and manage those treatment plans they can prescribe medication and even be a patient's main healthcare provider um the only difference between them and a and a medical doctor is um is, well, there are a couple one is that they're working under the supervision of a medical doctor So like they can't perform surgery, but they can assist, you know, mm-hmm. so they still have roles They're just under a, a medical doctor um, And to become one you need four years in undergrad and then uh, about a 27 month Physicians assistant program. So it takes about a little over two years Um, to become a physician's assistant and then you also need one-year clinical rotation with hands-on medical experience and that's what it takes to become a physician's assistant so that's a great option if you if you want medical experience you want to work with patients you want to prescribe medication um, but you don't want to go through however many years of, of residency and four years of medical school and all that stuff yeah so Another great one is becoming a nurse, a registered nurse or an RN. Um, They can perform physical exams, patient histories, carry out procedures, administer medication. It's definitely a more hands-on way to provide patient care, um, especially compared to a medical doctor. These are the the people that are spending time with the patients the most and they're getting to know them and and they're treating them maybe before and after surgery. So, it's more of a relationship with the patients Um, and so to become an RN you need to have a bachelor's degree in science in nursing and then also an ADN which is associate's degree in nursing and so um, you need to become um, you need to get um, a master's degree pretty much um, or an associate's degree and so also there's a nurse practitioner which is one step above they can examine diagnose and prescribe and this is one step up from the nurse um and they you know do very similar things um the only thing is you can either get a master's or a doctorate degree in nursing and pass the board exam Mm -hmm. so arielle why don't you talk about the next couple of of alternatives to becoming a medical doctor
1: Okay, so on the same topic of nursing, you have nurse nurse practitioner, you also have nurse anesthetist. Now, this is even another step up from a nurse or nurse practitioner, and this type of nurse is is probably one of the most advanced types of nurse practitioners um, who administers anesthesia and other pain medication for patients, um, usually before, during, or after any surgery or procedures that they undergo. so you know it's very focused on um, anesthesia and anesthetizing the patient. Um, how does this work? How do you achieve this degree? Well, you need to get four years of uh, you need to complete four years of undergrad and also bachelors of, uh, uh, sorry, nursing. oh yeah, bachelors of nursing, like what you said. Um, then you can you can either go to a master's degree and then continue or go to. Um, Get a DNAP, which is a doctor of nurse anesthesia practice. Um, so you are a doctor, but not like a no, you're not a medical doctor. Right. So it's kind of the, think of the same equivalence as like a PhD or something along those lines. Um, and then you need to complete to about two and a half years in in critical care experience because you are working with more um, surgeries and uh, 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 patients in critical care and critical condition um so you you do have to go through that training uh in total it equates to about 11 years kind of depending on how long you take to do all these certifications and all these processes um but yeah it's a really good degree it's really similar to an anesthesiologist um of course they're you know a, still a nurse and not a medical doctor but you still have you know a lot of school you have a lot of hands-on experience with your patient you're definitely super involved in the healthcare space and your patient you're just not a considered a medical doctor so in my opinion that's a great alternative a yeah. uh, great thing to look into next healthcare administrator aka health service manager now this one is a little different because you're not as hands-on as the others with the patient, um yeah. with the patient but you're definitely in the healthcare space so these healthcare administrators run and pretty much direct the operations in a hospital or any other healthcare related organization um, they manage a lot of you know day-to-day activity including managing the employees or you know in charge of staffing long-term strategic planning budgeting and financing things along those lines uh, takes about six years. Um, you, it could take four, so you don't have to get a master's, but it's highly recommended. Um, and uh, d- uh, the degree you need in this space would be either a degree in healthcare administration, business administration, or public health. So all these could kind of fall into this title. And you know, you're mostly doing administrative work, not so much Things related to the medicine itself, but you're definitely in the healthcare space.
0: Right. Okay, perfect. So let's talk about the last couple of myths. And uh, this one is pretty self explanatory, but you can't get into medical school unless you are a science major. Now, that is a myth. You can get, there are people that get into medical school all the time with English majors, with psych majors. And ultimately, the biggest thing here is, is as long as you have the prerequisites to get into medical or dental school, wherever you're applying, um, it doesn't really matter where you major. I think if anything, it could be better to major in English if that's what you love, yeah. and and uh, and then you just make sure you complete, you know, your biology prerequisites and your chem pre, all that kind of stuff. So. I think that one's self-explanatory. Um, you can major in pretty much anything that you want.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah. Just to add a little bit onto that, a lot of most people actually want to major, you know, in a science. Let's say bio, biochem, chemistry, things along those lines, because the requirements for their degree to become a science major um, is similar to the prerequisites. That exactly it's kind of all under one umbrella. So it's a little bit easier. But if you love business, or you love English, you know, major in that, you know, you may have a little bit harder workload to be realistic, because you have, you know, to fulfill both of these requirements, your prerequisites, and you know, your requirements to graduate as this major. But if that's what you love to do, then go for it. You know, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. So Ariel, why don't you talk about our last myth now this one you brought up to me and i hadn't really thought about it
1: yes so medical school will teach you everything you need to know about medicine now that is a myth Mm -hmm. medical school is when you graduate medical school yeah you can get your license when you pass your exams and all these Mm -hmm. things and you're an md but this is just the start to your career you're still learning and you learn every day after that, not only do you have to go through residency, you most likely will go through a fellowship. Not only that, which, you know, is still many, many years, you also have to do continuing education. And to stay board certified, you have a certain amount of CE units or credits that you need to fulfill. So depending on whatever space you are, and now this isn't even medical school. This is for dental, for dental school chiropractors have to do this, physical therapists have to do this, MDs, everyone has to do this, but you still have to learn, so you have to do, let's say, 24 hours or 40 hours every X amount of years, so every one year, every two years, and, you know, you could get audited, and if you don't fulfill these requirements, you know, you your license is in jeopardy because you know you actually are required to fill these things why because there's so many new advancements there's so many things that you can still learn and you know grow and it's not just i learned this i'm done every day you learn something new and every day science and medicine is advancing and you know you have a really really good basis in medical school but that's just the start Right. You know, so you, after that, you're always on an upwards trend to learn more. Yeah. So. And
0: I think a huge part of that also is like learning professionalism, learning how to um, care for patients, learning, yeah. you know, there's more to just, you know, the academics of it. It's also about learning, you know, job and like professional social skills. So I think that's also really important that a, only yeah. a job can actually teach you.
1: Yeah, definitely. I agree. Okay. Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Again, we apologize for the delay. We wanted to make sure we had a really awesome episode with some really awesome myth busting. So, we apologize <laughs> for that one-day delay, but we do hope you learned something today. We hope we opened your eyes to, you know, some maybe some new fields or You know, just new things under the healthcare space and really busted some of the myths you may have been believing. So without further ado, I'm going to close up this episode and um, we'll see you on the next one. See ya.